0: Good evening, good afternoon, good night, whichever way you want to define it. I'm Lady Andromeda and this is Watch Your Sex. Today I have a sex worker. Not just any sex worker, (laughs) she's a professional dominatrix. She's also a very good friend of mine. So normally, as you're aware, I would ask people very pertinent questions about when they first had sex. how their sex lives have been influences but this time around I'm actually gonna come at it at a different angle as her job is sex so how would you like me to call you would you like me to call you by your work name
1: um
0: if you want
1: it's uh. so how I, uh, no, you're not gonna call me what you call me this morning
0: <laughs> <laughs> no <clears throat>
1: no maiden name
0: no maiden name. Uh. <laughs>
1: Call me whatever you like, I'll okay. answer
0: to anything. OK, well, if you're, if you're curious and nosy, um, she's a professional dominatrix. She's on the socials. Her name is Madame Cruella. Um, so, go check her out. Hi. She's very funny, <laughs> <laughs> witty. <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't suffer fools gladly. No. You are a divorced lady. Yes. Um, I just felt like I needed to put that out there. Yeah. So, and you're in your 30s. I'm
1: 35. I, I don't yeah, I don't mind people knowing
0: my age. Because I look good for my age. Yeah, you do, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> i we're gonna say you don't. So Madame Cruella.
1: Yes, Lady Truella.
0: <laughs> when you say it like that. How what made you start working on a Dominatrix?
1: I just felt like it was the job I was always meant to have. What made you say that? Um, I don't know, because I guess I started kind of secretly getting in. The... Do you know what? Before I even knew what kink was, when I was a little kid, I used to have these dreams where I would be in a throuple, I guess you would call it, but I would be the one that was in charge and I was always kind of had boy friends. Mm. So I was always used to kind of being in rough and tumble and whatever and... I was always kind of the dominating character in a group of friends and this, that, and the other. And then I kind of discovered
0: dirty stuff. And when you say dirty stuff, <laughs> what do you define as dirty stuff?
1: Well, like my mum was always in- involved in kind of the gay scene and everything, and she was very leather. And so there was always like uniforms and leather in the house, never in like a weird, in- never in an inappropriate way. Um, but yeah, and then I kind of found her Maplethorpe table book. And then I kind of found her skin twos. And I was like, I would read the stories, the erotic stories <laughs> there with the heavy rubber. And I was like, oh my God, this is everything. I used to get, it was just, it turned me on so much. And I was like, this is what I want. This is everything. Mm. And then when I started going out with guys, I kind of started, I didn't, again, I still had no idea all the things I was doing were kink and were bdsm i just did weird shit to boys and i made them do weird shit and just my entire life has led up to it and then i was like i realized god i must have been about i never even thought about dominatrixes or whatever until i was probably about 19 and i really started kind of
0: so what was that turning point why you got? Oh, because I went
1: off to university and, okay, I kind of okay. going, and I was going out clubbing a lot more, and I was and I knew about torture garden and all these other things because my mum had told me. My mum used to go to torture garden back in the day,
0: and um, so do you feel like you pop up followed in your mum's po- footsteps? Because really, she, well, used she was to...
1: lifestyle, and I never really knew about it. It was it was different. Okay, I think I was assume that my mum was there for a pro, but she was never pro. She was okay, always lifestyle. So
0: those who don't really understand lifestyles are. People who are not professionals and ply their trade, like myself and Madam Cruella, Mm. where we do this as a job. Sorry, I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, it's your
1: personal behind closed doors bedroom business. (laughs) It's not, I'm taking cash for it. Visa. Yeah, and I just kind of, I just was like, I, I don't know how, it just suddenly clicked in my head. I was like, this is what I like to do and i can get paid to do it and i kind mm. of was really starting to look into it when i was 21 and i was like yeah this is what i want to do and i was going to plow forward and figure it out and then i met the guy who i would then marry and mm. it all kind of got tossed aside because he was the important one mm. <laughs> I'm not saying that that's true but yeah and so i kind of i and he i i thought he would be more interesting sexually but i feel like i was lied to hard <laughs> cuz he was fucking boring <laughs> so savage. Um yeah, and then I started just just doing it on my own. I was like, fuck this. I'm just going to do it. And so I started doing it secretly. I went and did courses. I lied to him about where I was going. I told him I was with other friends. I would go to club fetish club nights with other people. I made a whole different circle of friends and kind of slowly started introducing them and he got really suspicious. And then I was like, look, it's like this. And he was just he didn't even give a fuck. <laughs> he was just like None of them can come in the house and clean the house and I don't want to know anything about it. Carry on.
0: How did that make you feel?
1: In one way, I was like, yes! (laughs) (laughs) And in another way, I was like, wow, and that still didn't make you want to do anything interesting. You didn't get angry. You didn't get excited for me. It was just nothing. He didn't care. Did
0: that make you feel sad? No. Or was it a relief?
1: It was a relief because then I didn't have to kind of sneak around. But then mm. he did put he put barriers. He would like, he did everything. He would put barriers in. Mm. He didn't like me to do anything or anything. You know, see people too much because I would have too much freedom,
0: <laughs> and then
1: I wouldn't need him because he needed me.
0: Yeah, a <laughs> fair of us, a fair few of us have been through that situation. Yeah,
1: because I was like I was. I guess in some ways I was like a dominatrix to his friends because I didn't suffer any of their bullshit and I would just tell everybody
0: about themselves. Mm. Yeah, so I just like doing it. So, what's your what's your particular kinks that you into predominantly? Personally, or
1: personally. for work. Personally, um, I am a sadist. Personally, I enjoy inflicting pain. That gets me off. I like that a lot. I also personally enjoy like edging and orgasm control. Oh no, god, gotcha, I, I love teasing denial. <laughs> um, I. I like myself to get it certain levels of pain, not majorly because if it hits a certain point then I will just get aggy and punch you in the face. <laughs> but I enjoy low levels of pain, I enjoy being spanked and paddled, I enjoy restraints, I enjoy, I enjoy, org- I like being um, edged. I think
0: everybody should, uh, should
1: enjoy edging. I think edging. W- more women should enjoy edging. <laughs> yeah, no, I like edging do it to myself when yeah. you're awake you yeah. get to the edge and you stop you do that two three four five six and times and then when you
0: come oh, oh my so god good. it's good so <laughs> do you what? what else do
1: i like i like i really enjoy foot worship i enjoy it someone who knows what they're doing i live for it mm. um i enjoy i enjoy beatdown i quite know I, I lead. i enjoy beatdown as a form of
0: foreplay <laughs> do you think that's <laughs> just the erotic aside it reminds you of when you were younger where you used to bully boys Probably. Okay.
1: Probably. Yeah. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, I enjoy.
0: Anything else I enjoy?
1: I mean, I love everything. I really enjoy. I know. I enjoy. Pre- I
0: will say I enjoy watching you play, especially with electrics. I <gasps> find that highly entertaining. Yes. I'm terrible.
1: with I'm really mean with electrics. Yeah. Because I am I am a genuine sadist like my mother. I enjoy. I really enjoy. It gives me great amusement to see people in agony. Mm hmm. In the most loving and caring way.
0: (laughs) Of course, but that's the thing a lot of people don't quite understand with BDSM, that it's the aftercare, it's the being tactile, it's being being gentle, it's being loving and showing that affection. Yeah. It's having a
1: conversation and giving someone a, a hot drink, a hug, anything that they need just to... Make them feel safe.
0: Yeah, make them feel like they're okay again. Yeah, no, 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 I agree. Yeah. So on want work-wise, because you do some very interesting things like myself.
1: Work-wise, um, what do I like work-wise? I enjoy, again, anything sadistic, so anything that enjoys hitting, and I'm good at hitting, I have a very good
0: aim. Yeah, I know because I've been caught on the crossfire of it <laughs> many a time.
1: Yes, I love... I love whipping. Um, I'm a bit out of practice with caning at the moment, but I love caning. I love breath play. God, yeah. I love <laughs> medical. I love medical. I love sounding. I love needles, stapling, suturing. I love all of that. Yeah. Anything sadistic. I love zippers. And I know no. Do you know what people don't do? Zippers. Zippers are like a strange. People see zippers and things, they see it in a really basic way and I like to do zippers in real beautiful ways.
0: Yeah, but you're very, I was just about to say, when I see you, when you're doing your workmanship, whether it be needles or just generally how you present yourself when you're when you're about to session, yeah. because obviously I've sessioned with you yeah. and the things that you do post up on your socials is very artistic, very creative in the way that you view it. You very much look at it when I see you work and do your workmanship, I see it as art.
1: Yeah, that's how I kind of feel about it. I'm. I see the canvas. canvas. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, and I like, I like. Because some... I remember there was a period of time um, you was doing doing quite a lot of caning sessions. Because I remember you had a few guys that were into caning, caning. and I remember you with paddling was... and whipping. And mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And the, the beautiful beauties you used to make on people, I used to be like, yeah. I want to edge to that myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know so
1: it it, it it does depend yeah i do like electrics i wish i was better with the bigger more complicated some of the, the like that aerostack i'm not great with them because there's so many knobs and things i, I like a simple yeah. machine because i'm a simple woman but i do enjoy but sometimes
0: it sometimes simplicity is, i know for me when it comes to BDSM, sometimes simple is the best way
1: that for me, it's, I'm, I'm all about the simple life
0: with a lot of stuff. Except mm. cleaning. Uh, cleaning, you have to be... No, 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 no. Cleaning... That's another thing that a lot of people don't really realise, that when, when you are a professional at what you do in your craft, cleaning is everything.
1: Everything.
0: You know, I'm sure you could probably tell us a lot of stories of where you've been to establishments. I
1: see, I see. No, but do you Some know, things that really you see, established people, they don't, you know, a lot of them are still using just stuff you buy at the supermarket. Mm. Um, and what I know because I do have level 2
0: food hygiene but this is another thing that I wanted you to talk about the fact of all the other things that you do do as a professional dom because you're not to me obviously because I I, I work in the industry, you're not just, well one you're my friend but two, you're not just doing just that whole point of that the domain because you do a lot of more things like administration and marketing your 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 targeting your audience and yeah. you run your stuff as a professional business <laughs> you know and a lot of people don't really quite understand that so would you like to tell me one of your days of what you would do saying <laughs> like tomorrow you said you've got a session
1: right so tomorrow I will have to wake up
0: not shit. transport
1: session which is going to be really hard and it's quite late so I am going to have to have a coffee to actually get going and be able to move and walk because I find it really hard in the mornings to to get up the hill to the station (laughs) if I don't have coffee so I'll have to get up and have a shower get sorted have a coffee not shit not shit a lot (laughs) leave go to the station travel get there prep I'm not entirely sure what the ins and outs of the session are. I know it will end in hard sports and he will have to be restrained, but you have to set up for that. So yeah, we so have t- to t- lay out... Tell us, like t- tell us. Come like t- on, tell mats. us. Because like
0: um, uh, you know, people are going to want to know. Those
1: clicky-clacky kind of foam mats. They have them for kids, but they do the big grown-up ones when you do like um, wrestling. wrestling and things. Yeah. So we lay out the mats. Um, we will, He'll have to be in a... So tell us your ritual. That's the word I was
0: actually... I get in,
1: I gossip... I take all of my clothes off because I have to get changed, and especially so what are what you're planning to wear
0: tomorrow.
1: What I usually wear, I will just wear a body stocking and some underwear. Well, no, you know
0: what, some people. Oh yeah, remember, right. so everybody's different. Lots
1: of pe- some people will wear, you know, rubber outfits or this, that, and the other. I'm very basic. I have tattoos, and guys tend to like that, so I tend to wear not. Some stuff that shows off my tattoos and especially when it's hard sports I need something that I can unpop or something I can poo in without having to take all of my clothes (laughs) off so I'll wear a body stocking because it's got an open crotch and I'll just wear like a see-through a lace or a mesh body underneath or Mm -hmm. underwear or something so I can just unpop and sit and go so I'll get in I will see my friend Lady Scarlet we'll go oh my god how are you what have you (laughs) doing? we do gossip while we're getting naked put our shit on put some music on Um, if it's Scarlett's music, it could be anything. Lana Del Rey, Linkin Park, I have shit to everything. (laughs) Um, yeah, then we lay out the mats. So you get
0: yourself into, like, a zone. Yeah,
1: we'll put the kettle on and everything, because we'll need a a drink, because it'll be cold in there, because it'll be the morning. We lay out the mats.
0: We get out the
1: Clonel wipes. We use medical wipes. Um... Anything else, I don't know, we might be doing some strap-on or something, so we'll get out some lube, some condoms, we get out the gloves, because that's important, and we double or triple bag our hands, um, so that every time... So health and safety
0: is important, people? Gloves
1: on and off, we just take off the dirty glove and we've got clean gloves
0: underneath. Um, So you're learning about the tricks of the trade here, people. We put
1: down puppy or medical pads on the floor. And we have the um, toilet seat, which is just a real basic one. We don't have anything posh like a box because there's no point because it's going to get covered in poo. We put that down. Everything is set up, anything in the surrounds that we need. Um, and then we will just wait for them to arrive, having a tea or a coffee. And I'm pacing and, up and down. And it's usually, it's usually very informal. I don't know why, but with passports, it's always very informal. I but think yeah, guys you know are a what? Lot more, they're more <clears throat> fetishists than I think than they are... So, could you, for slaves. those who
0: don't quite understand, because there is a clear distinction, how do you define what the differences are? Because you have submissives, yeah. you have slaves, you have kinksters, mm. you have fetishes. So, okay. How so you I define think,
1: them? I would define it. Um, well, I think a kinkster is... I, do you know what? I feel like a kinkster is just like... A vanilla person that's like trying out a few things like oh i think mm. i might like this oh yeah you can tie me to the bed yeah. <laughs> that kind of they're just low level freaks <laughs> sexual freaks you know what i mean they low level they're just you know i've got a you just made me spit bugs. out my warm. Water. yeah i didn't mean like <laughs> freaks i meant like freak it yeah. um and then you have the fetishists who are people who have uh, very single-minded about particular things whether it be feet or stockings and it usually revolves quite often around
0: um people that have adolescence them. yeah it's, it's people associations. Have all different types of fetishes because yeah. I, I will it say to anything. people some men fetishize women you know like specific body parts yeah. like yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, how yeah, i kind yeah, of yeah, explain yeah. to people about fetish yeah that some people they just particularly like guys that are ball-headed, fat <laughs> <tatted>, you know
1: <laughs> yeah Everybody's got a fetish. Yeah, but the thing is, the definition of fetish is it's not just something that you're partial to. It's something that you're really, really, mm. you can't get out of your head. And it becomes something that you require to gain sexual relief in the end. But yeah, there's, there's guys that are just like crazy into certain things. And then you have submissives and slaves. And they they are kind of set aside in their own different little thing. Yeah. Now, slaves are somebody that is really... They like TPE, Total Power Exchange. There is somebody who lives to serve. Their purpose is to make the dominant person's life easier. Whether you know it be just doing the, all the the cleaning or doing everything, running admin. Your life is to serve. That's what you do. You gain fulfillment from service. someone else's life being made easier by your service and then a submissive is somebody that enjoy i feel like a submissive is somebody that enjoys playing that role but then is quite happy to just carry on yeah like they are they are they are a slave for that period of time whether it be two hours or a day mm. and then they go back to their as normal vanilla a, yeah normal where they inverted are whatever
0: i always use the inverted
1: <laughs> normal
0: yeah well yeah. what your normal is and what uh, what our normal is is very different from what society dictates Well, I mean normal like they go step out into the street and just carry on about their business yeah not I like know live in the slave life. <laughs> um, yeah, that is it. I like you know I like I'm not so a what type of, of guy do you like to session with the most? <sighs> Subs
1: because slaves it becomes a little monotone in yeah. the, like no I need something you know I don't say oh you can do anything to me because that does not help me I I also gain enjoyment from you having doing things that you enjoy and, and how I will ruin it a little bit for you yeah. <laughs> you know that's the fun part I prefer subs because I think and I enjoy the resistance
0: mm. like
1: it's if, if there's no resistance it's no fun Mm. Like, I want to take someone to their limits, I want to stretch their limits. I don't want them to just be like, oh, use me, kill me, do what you want to me. Mm. That's no fun. I want them to be like, I don't want to die, and I'll be like, but you might do it (laughs) because I can control you. (laughs) I'm in charge. And then you let them go. Mm. I like that. Mm.
0: Mm. So what's one of your favourite sessions that you've ever had? Whether it be lifestyle or professional, paid
1: hmm one of the best sessions
0: oh yeah i'm gonna get you to think
1: this will be (coughs) awkward this is going to be awkward oh i see so i think probably one of the best sessions i had will have been with my ex-boyfriend and he'd been being a dickhead about work because even though we met through work No,
0: no, no, it's good, because
1: I want you to talk about that. Yeah, we met through work, and so he always knew what I did. He knew who I was, because he'd fucking stalked me. I'd blocked him on Fet life. But he has got arsey about me doing the work, about me going to session and things like that, and I was like, but this is my job, and he was being a knob. We'd gone to another friend's play space, because I'd got the space for... I think we were there overnight. Okay. So we'd gone to the space and I was pissed off. And I was like, right, we're having this out. I was ready to just ditch him right there and then be like, you're done. And we had it out and we got everything sorted. And he was like, I'm sorry. Da, 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 I will not be a knob. And then as punishment, I that? worked through <laughs> quite a lot of the hitty things in there. And I battered the fuck out of him in a loving way, like his all his shoulders were cut and bloody, his arse was purple and bleeding, like I oh yeah, I went to town on him. Yeah. So
0: I'm just thinking about that, thinking oh that must have looked so beautiful, it a was. lot of people could be listening to this right now and be completely, like, horrified. Oh no, he
1: can take it, he can take yeah. all of it, it's not a problem, he's not like some skinny little weedy bitch, like he can handle a good beating.
0: <laughs> um, yeah I,
1: I, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And then we had this really nice shower afterwards and he, like, washed my hair and everything. And then we went oh. out to dinner and we had that. And then we came back and I tied him to the bottom of the bed with a little piggy butt plug in and made him stay at the bottom while I was on cam in the bed. <laughs> and he was just there eating my feet and just yeah it was just like yeah it was just chill and nice Mm. yeah 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 yeah. and then did some other stuff later but I can't remember what that was yeah that was really nice you know but I think it's always nicer when it's it's different work sessions are different to to lifestyle sessions completely Mm. because it's a different it's a different intensity and a different kind of aftercare
0: yeah and it's a different aim and objective exactly so I, I completely understand that. That's
1: not to say that you can't have wonderful intense and aftercare sessions
0: like that. Especially if it's a regu- professionally especially if it's a regular but client. It has to yeah, it has to be
1: someone regular that you can trust that you know that maybe someone who has been serving you for a few months that's looking to be owned that you know it's that yeah.
0: Mm, I have to agree with you there. Yeah. So what was the worst session that you've ever had? Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so
1: there is a certain guy and lots of us know him and he's gone to see a lot of people. Okay, I won't say his name. <laughs> not that anybody's gonna know, but we will know. Um, Those that know, know. Yes. he is. Uh, he's deaf. <laughs> you see, I see your face. You know who it is already. <laughs> he's deaf. And there's not a problem with that because he'd come to parties that we had done. Um, we did, we used to, when we used to do the dominant DNA yeah. parties and he was fine then. And, it, you know, the whole deaf thing was a laugh because his his uh, hearing aids would, like, screech at random times. and Yeah. You'd be like, oh, like, What gosh. is this sound? And we'd lock him in a cupboard and forget about him. Um, but I had a session with him and he wanted a hard sport session and he showed up to the session and that was fine. What was the problem there was some reason why i was pissed off and i was really pissed off why was i pissed off at the beginning of the session i can't remember but i had to do a whole bunch of stuff and he's like i want this and i want that and da because
0: a lot doing... of clients are very ritual yeah. it's a bit like when when i'm sure you're aware of when you've made content for people because yeah. you make costume clips yeah where they want very specific scripts they like they'll email yeah. you a script to yeah like,
1: can you say this that and the other And no, 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 no. certain triggers for them trigger yeah. phrases and sentences and words yeah yeah um yeah and so it kind of started okay but he's kind of dead <laughs> it's like and it's not just people because he's deaf but he was just like dead and I was like he did like nipple torture and cbt and I was like using vampire gloves and I was making his nipples bleed I was doing all kinds of stuff and he was just kind of like it was either this kind of peculiar like, oh, or it was just nothing and there is you, you can't work with nothing and so he did a bunch of stuff and then he wanted strap on and he was like oh I should be clean and fine and da, da, da. he wasn't like he bent over on that bench. I could smell his ass from two foot away. It was <laughs> and I, I set that aside. That's what made me really angry. That's right, because it was just like, mm-mm. And then he, then I, you know, I put the dick in. I was like, fuck it, And I could smell his shit. And it was like, the man has way too much dairy in his diet. I could knew, I was like, this is like cereal. It is disgusting. I can smell everything. I was just like, nah. And I was doing it. And again, he was just laying there like a dead man. It, I actually felt, I was, I was fucking his bumhole hole to some sort of music. And I was like, I actually feel like I'm fucking a cadaver. There was just nothing. And it was, I was just, I didn't even know what to do. I was like i don't know how to react like i don't know what it was just yeah and then i was so pissed off and annoyed Hmm. and we got the stuff out and i was going to do the hard sports and stuff and i did the water sports and i thought this will teach you a lesson because i'd had asparagus the night before (laughs) and i'd had like four espressos i thought that'll teach you a lesson because i knew that would be like the worst pee And I was so angry, I couldn't, (laughs) I was so angry, I just sealed up, the rage had sealed me up that his arse was so dirty and smelly. Um, So, yeah. So, what (laughs) would, this leads me on to my next (laughs) question now.
0: (laughs) What would your tip, your, your, like, your five top tips for anybody who was wanting to explore submissiveness or, or... to to explore about their fetishes being maybe being a submissive or a kinkster or however they choose to define themselves what would be your five tips about how to approach a professional
1: how to approach a professional Mm.
0: and when you would be going to a session
1: how to approach a professional and go to a session um do your research on the person so read their website thoroughly read their interests what it is make sure that they do the things that you like to do. Um, maybe go and look at their social media, look at their Twitter or their Instagram, uh, things like that. If you're interested, if you're interested in um, what they do, don't go and ask them. Oh, so what sort of things do you do in session? All of the, all of us have content online, pretty much. So we might have clips, we might have OnlyFans. If you want to know go and buy a clip go and subscribe to to the OnlyFans for a month so that you can see exactly what it's like but you know essentially do your research fill out the contact form with exactly what they need to know no silly bullshit (laughs) read it properly answer it properly and then when you get your response don't ask endless questions because you're not going to get the answers you might get one or two replies and then we'll mark you as a time waster and you'll be gone pay your fucking deposit and know the date you want to do it (laughs) so research polite and concise this is my rule is don't come to me and talk to me like you know there's a lot of over familiarity write to me like I'm your grandmother or a prospective employer like you don't know me I'm a stranger and essentially at the end of the day this is a business transaction so Be polite, be professional about it when you send, if it's just emails, if it's not an application form or a contact form. Yeah, so do your research. Be polite and concise. Pay the fucking deposit. Don't quibble. They say, I want to, you know, you need to pay this deposit. Okay, pay the deposit straight away if you're serious. Know your dates. Once it's in, arrive on time. Don't arrive early and be like, can I come in? No, you can't. And don't hang around outside. You amuse yourself till the time you arrive on the time. Not before, not after, on time. (laughs) Hand over the money either nicely in an envelope or, do you know what else we really like? A nice little card. You can get one from Card Factory for 59p. Thank you very much for the session, John, or whatever the fuck your name is. There you go. Just be clean. Oh, be clean. That's the other most important thing. Be clean. Smell clean. Clean ass crack. Clean your ass crack. Clean your all sack. <laughs> fresh breath, fresh bum. That's all we ask. <laughs> Nothing I mean, more than what cr- you would do on a date or go to an interview. You don't show up to an interview with mm. shitty breath, a dirty ass, and be like, oh, so what am I getting then, yeah?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting disappointed. <laughs> I'm actually kind of glad that you spoke about that because there's a lot of people that don't really they they don't know how to approach um sex workers um or they just don't know yeah so for me I, I that was the main reason behind why when I spoke to you and I said alright I'm coming at you completely different than yeah. I come at everybody else because I feel that with with you you're teaching people you're giving people depth of understanding in their desires of what they may find sexually fulfilling. Yeah. You know, and you're doing it in a safe, non-judgmental manner. Yeah. You know, and you've been doing it for a little while.
1: Yeah, been doing it for a few years now. Mm.
0: Yeah, I like it. Internationally known, locally respected.
1: Hey! I like it, yeah.
0: So, <laughs> but what I will say is a lot of... I think a lot of the things that you've you've spoke about fundamentally a lot of people don't quite know and it it's nice and i'm very appreciative that you took the time out to speak to me about those things particularly about hygiene yes
1: hygiene is so important
0: because a lot of people don't quite realize those silly little things yeah. People kind of take it for granted and because where there's so much taboo around sex and about what sex workers do mm. and we, we are pretty much normal people yeah. you know when we're running businesses so why do you like to take um, deposits so that, that's the one thing i want to just clear up so
1: deposits it's, it's an important
0: trust exercise the fact of the matter is this is a business
1: and it it's people's livelihood we are independent it's not like it's spec savers where if you just don't shop it doesn't matter Somebody is, you know, spending money. You know, a lot of people, especially in London, outside of London, it's a different story. But in London, most people don't have their own dungeons. Hmm. So you have to pay... To hire it and dungeons are, you know, 40, 50, 60 pounds an hour. So you expect for me to just go, some stranger that I don't know, that I don't know who looks at, don't know nothing, just some random person in the ether of the internet has gone, no. oh yeah, I want a session. I go, oh yeah, I, I, you want to give me, I'm going to pay 50 pounds of my money and you promise you are going to show up? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Right. Hmm. There's other, there's lots of things. Like when you buy, uh, buy custom made latex a lot of the time, you've got to pay deposit. They're not just going to make the latex on a promise. They want to know that you're going to come back and buy that latex, pay the rest of the money. Lots of things. We are a boutique, you know, bespoke service. So mm-hmm. you need to pay a deposit mm-hmm. so that I can go and book the dungeon and, you know, it pays for all of the other shit that leads up to and the... And when session.
0: you say other shit, meaning? Sorry, um, well, I'm you just...
1: know, like the transport. Like, I don't magically get to the dungeon. I need to get public transport to the dungeon if i was driving i would have to pay petrol mm. you know it's you know the money for a session is not oh yeah i'm just sitting here with 200 pound in my pocket the dungeon the travel there is you know i have to put on makeup i have outfits and shoes you know uh, not all dungeons have stuff sometimes you know you know i have gloves and strap-ons and lube it's the equipment that i use mm. the dicks the the canes it's everything like this is not a big money job you put all of your money that is spared back into this job you're basically yeah there's, you know you look at all of you go and ask any you know mistress in the country what their savings account looks like I'm telling you now it's grim <laughs> <laughs> it is not what people think it is because Everything in BDSM is fucking expensive because everything is made by small little independent vendors like us. You know, the guys that make the furniture, the guys that make the tools, the equipment, the people that make the clothes, you know, the rubber, the leather. This is not some big fat cat industry. Everything in BDSM is fucking cottage industry. I'm so glad Including the set, you know, the content, all the content we make.
0: You know, yeah, because we're not
1: you know we're not one of these big
0: whatever those porn houses
1: yeah making it that have you know the funds to do whatever we pay for the, the the films we pay for the spaces we pay for everything out of our own pockets that's why you pay the deposit that's why you pay the price but
0: it's the same thing about buying for your buying buying your porn yeah that's that was my conversation with someone yesterday about buying porn and being ethical with your porn and Yeah, we've got the tube sites and all that kind of stuff.
1: Who steal the porn from the people that actually pay, you know, pay the money out of their own fucking pockets.
0: Yeah. Because where we was talking about um, a lady on Twitter where she was saying that um, one of the websites that people sell content had been compromised. Mm -hmm. And it's actually been flooded onto the internet. Free porn sites. So a lot of people are actually taking a financial hit mm. and it's difficult for a lot of people
1: you know with the way some people can do it and some people can't but the way you you chase to get your content you know taken down is so difficult mm. that it kind of becomes pointless like the paperwork and the proof and the this and the that it's like it's me like you should be all you should have to do is fucking go this is my content this is my picture i'm on video chat telling you now i have not given permission for your channel your your website to have it and you know it take it down <laughs> i shouldn't have to get proof of this and proof of that and fill out 20 forms it's my shit take it down
0: mm. Mm. very much so so do you feel like the way that the industry's how do you feel like the way that the industry regarding the porn because of the legislation because of the Fe- esther and the foster esther and
1: foster and esther <laughs> Bang, yeah, yeah you yeah. know what i mean The esther and foster and yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah, for those of you that don't know, those are the laws that have come into play in America which has affected websites like Backpages. Um, well,
1: what it's else? affected all Actually, to be fair, it's, it's affected everybody. It's it's changed the content that people can put out, the wording that they can use, a lot of things. Mm.
0: You know, over the years, I mean,
1: I don't know, however many years, I've, you, we've seen the what content we can put up. Even from, you know, it's, we're consenting adults doing this, but no, you're not allowed to do this. I mean, it's illegal for women to, for there to be squirting. Yeah. Like, who are you to judge what we can and can't do with our pussies? Who the fuck are you? Well, so I, you can squirt, but
0: I can't. Well, you can squirt, but not porn. I feel like
1: squirting should be, if we're going to be doing equality, no squirting for anybody, yeah? <laughs> Let's see how porn survives when men can't squirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i knew he was gonna make me laugh um so regarding the whole porn thing you know a lot of it have you had your content plagiarized actually not so
1: far as i know but i don't have lots out there and i'm i, I'm, I don't i like the idea of putting too much out there because i don't want it to get stolen because i will get hella pissed mm. But I mean, it's inevitable. At some point, it's going to be out there. Mm. I know I have lots and lots and lots of friends who constantly have content stolen and put up, and fake accounts started in as if it's them. Whether it's just with the, whether it's the same name or similar fake names. names and all kinds of stupidness. It's just like people. No,
0: stop. Do you feel that this is due to the fact of a lot of a lot of men and their egos, where?
1: Yes, it's an entitlement. They feel like they're entitled to take it and use it and give to their other friends. Like, you don't deserve that. I'm going to take it and I'm going to give it away.
0: Yeah, you're quite right. You're quite spot on there. I do. I can simplify and understand where you're coming you're from. You're like, now.
1: oh, you're coming here for femdom porn, but you're ripping us off and giving it away. That's not femdom.
0: <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. So do you feel that if, 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 if Madame Cruella ruled the world... I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go there. What things would you change about our industry in the sense of the people, the fact that people rip off porn and do those kind of things? What would you- All what would
1: sex you... work would be completely legal. Yeah. And it, I would have it, I know people are like, oh, we don't want porn, you know, we don't want sex work to be um, whatever it is. They don't want to have rules and regulations, but if you're gonna be legal, if you're gonna be street legal, you need to have rules and regulations. I don't think it should be as probably as heavy handed as people would like, but I feel like it should be like a little bit like how it is with things like piercing and stuff where you have like a council, you or know, of, of people. Well, and I think on the council, there should be, I don't think any more than one of these, one solicitor, one police officer, because you need to have that. Mm. But then I think there needs to be um, a doctor,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a nurse, and some kind of mental health professional, whichever, those. And then the other half should all be <laughs> sex
0: the different, workers. Different, the different sectors of sex workers. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And I think certain things, you know, I think you should be to But what about you? Against.
0: I understand where you're coming from. Sorry, okay. I've got to play devil's advocate here. Yeah. What about, you know, the, 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 the whorephobia where people will be like, oh, no, I don't do this type of sex work or I don't do this type of sex work. Do you know what?
1: I feel like whorephobia is going... To, uh, yes, there is whorephobia and it is real and it is annoying. But I also feel like people are starting to jump on whorephobia almost now, like they jump on gaslighting or they jump on other things. And it's become just... Uh, the throw at, Somebody makes a statement, you're whorephobic about anything. Mm. Because... And people are like oh we need to stop this whole phobia because people are putting up things like i'm an escort and that's homophobic because you're a sex worker too and it's like yes but if i'm advertising on an escort website because i'm abroad i am going to put in big fucking letters i am not an escort because do you know what i don't want my time being wasted and i don't want the customers time being wasted for them calling me when in full service i don't do it I am a dominatrix, so I don't want you calling me asking how much is it for a (laughs) blowjob. the only blowing that's going to be is me blowing your dick off. What, with semtext? But when they do ask, regardless, I'm not rude about it, I just say, if you've read the advert properly, you will see it quite clearly states, I'm not an escort, I'm a professional dominatrix. If you want an escort, there's plenty of other gorgeous ladies on the website, I suggest you have a proper look. And pick someone accordingly who will suit you. Best of luck with your hunt. That's exactly how
0: I respond to them. So, what do you? How do, how do you deal with your rude clients? Like the, the ones. That I take the you... piss out of them. <laughs> <laughs> if you're
1: rude, I will just straight take the piss out of you.
0: Yeah, no, I see you legendary sometimes on on Twitter. <laughs> I do it, it for my own
1: amusement. Sometimes. I know you do. I think do. they're getting away with it, and I'm like, you don't realise I'm just sat here watching Kimmy Schmidt and just enjoying myself of an evening
0: i don't care so you know back to that whole male entitlement because it did it it did pop up and it did trigger me so trigger trigger telling you (laughs) gun triggering and stuff (laughs) so with the whole how everything how they're how the world is going on at the moment Mm. and regarding that whole entitlement like how do you deal with it in your client with your clients with entitled what in person? In person. Or or in person, whether it be in person on the phone, via email. Because I know you're very perceptive yeah. when you get messages or emails or however they choose their preferred mode of communication is. Um if
1: it's in person, I'll just straight tell them to their face. And you know what the thing is, when you tell someone stuff to their face, they don't you know, they they don't say anything because they know they've been caught out. You they can't Mm. you can't lie with the expressions on your face people can see that you're caught out being a dickhead <laughs> um if it's through email i will either just not answer sometimes i will i will bite. like like vet life and other things i just go there was a guy i showed you the message he sent he was like oh i'm a slave i just want to serve you and it was just every sentence was i me my and he was like don't come to me telling me you want to serve me and do whatever I want and then roll on for 20-odd lines about your fantasy and what you want me to do to you. and Because that isn't it. And so I just said to him, I said...
0: That's a That guy. is the
1: most entitled thing I've ever read. Do you read that? Do you know, count how many times you wrote me, I and my. I said, you're not a slave, you're not a submissive. I said, you're just someone that wants that. I said, and I'm not having it. Goodbye. And I'm the same on you, the I was
0: about to say, do you feel like some guys... They will use that pseudonym of being a submissive or a slave to kind of get their way thinking that they'll be able to get some kind of free sex or some kind of free something
1: some do there's definitely, and especially you know like in other countries where escorts are the main um that where they kind like when we go to Ireland and stuff, mm. they don't have doms there because of all of the crazy bullshit. there's not a lot of doms there at all. So, their only contact with things like their kink is with escorts. So, they just associate sex with kink. Mm. And so, I just, yeah, I just, just, you just have to be like, it's not going to happen. And they try and they try and they'll I mean, be, sometimes, especially like, you know, if they're charming with it, I don't mind going with it and having a laugh and taking the piss. And, you know, I know how to have a laugh. I, you know, I've worked yeah. in bars and whatever, I know how to deal with that kind of. But if they're a bit arsey, I will just straight cut them down and be like, look, not interested, never gonna be interested, you are not my type, I will never fuck you. The only way we're having sex is if I'm fucking you up the arse, and if you keep going, I'm gonna make sure it bleeds.
0: <laughs> no lube, yeah? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Vicious woman.
1: Yeah, but th- I am of that kind of personality that people don't tend to try and fuck with me too much because <laughs> I'm five foot nine and. I'm built like a brick shit house. I'm built like a shire horse, people don't fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> they come to me for the bullshit.
0: <laughs> so do you feel, because you went to a certain type of school? Yeah, because you, you went
1: to private boarding school, don't you? Yeah.
0: <laughs> do you feel that had an impact on, on, on the work that you do do? Uh,
1: I didn't, but then when I went to Rio's the other week and I was there with um, some other lady friends, um, I probably shouldn't have said that because nobody's going to know that we hang out at Rito's. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the most famous the weird low-key hangout spot for sex workers. Um, it turned out that all... What, no, out we were doing normal us, stuff. Out of four of us, three of us had gone to boarding school. Really? I'm not even kidding you, three of us were, had gone to boarding school. There is a lot, weirdly, there's more private school educated women in femdom bdsm than i'd ever anticipated and what do you think that is uh, do you think it's the freedom well, that you kind of about, even with male public schools look how disgusting the boys are with rugby and everything soggy biscuits they're all buggering each other and all kinds of stuff like that and then you get them and they come to session i don't know there is something there is something inherently murky and dirty about public <laughs> i was about to say insidious yeah. Do you
0: think it's just something that...
1: Not insidious, because that suggests it's more sinister, but I guess...
0: Well, it depends. The reason why I say it like that, because you're quite open with your sex and you're quite open with your kink, mm. you know, and some people who don't have no no, no understanding to kink yeah, might deem it as insidious.
1: I don't know. I guess maybe on some levels it's because... Thinking about it now, like literally off the cuff, it's not something like, oh, well, thinking about it, you know, you're a bunch of kids all and quite a lot of kids. It's not like it's like, oh, just two or three friends or your brother and sister. There's a lot of us, you know, you're in a dorm or you're in a hallway when you share rooms and there's a bag of you and you're all going through puberty. You're all discovering your sexuality together at the same time. And I think particularly for boys, they've got nowhere to vent it on, so they vent it on each other. And that's how you get all these boys that are into, like, they're forced by and this. But also the weird torture, like the punishment. It's all it's all kind of these weird kind of crazy hierarchical things that you don't get when people live at home and they're just, you know, doing their own shit in their own room and their mum and dad are downstairs. We don't, you know, you didn't have that in boarding school. You just had that. You just had your people... And
0: Lord sorry, you're just making me think of Lord of the Flies.
1: I suppose in some ways it is a sexual Lord of the Flies. Um <laughs> Yeah, you're just there stuck with these people and the only thing you do is with each other. <laughs> I mean there was, you know, there was always rife there's always rife lesbianism in girls boarding schools and we all know boys do weird shit with each other to each other. <laughs> well
0: we're only boys speaking for a the females at the moment.
1: <laughs> so yeah. I think that's that could be it. Everything kind of leads in back into that. The women go into the the industry and the men pay for it.
0: <laughs> Maybe. wonders we will we'll never know. Yeah. But do you do you feel like person like work aside and your pers- your personal sex life? Mm. Do you feel that it, your school your schooling had a impact on it?
1: For me, personally, not so much because I kind of innately knew about kink and was surrounded by kink and had discovered kink before I ever went to boarding school. Okay. So, but for other people, I, I, I kind of know, it. you know, those were things there that triggered them into... So what
0: was today. your... Sorry, now I'm getting real pertinent. What was your first time like? Having sex? Yeah. <sighs> wow!
1: Is anybody's first time magical? I was fifteen. Um, it wasn't. It was. It was. It was okay. It went. It went on longer than I would have liked. It, the fact that I, do you know what? It's weird. Sometimes. Sometimes I think I'm like I'm trying to remember what it was like when it broke through, and I'm just like, yeah. I mean, it was. It was what it was. It was okay. Nobody came. Job done. <laughs> <laughs> But then after that, it was, you know, after that first time, it was cool and I got into it and I liked it. I liked the control. I liked the control of making guys come. Yeah. I was about that life. And so I made it my business. (laughs) That's why I've never, ever in my life been dumped.
0: (laughs) That's that's credit. That's quite good. I I have to rate you for that. Yeah. That's skillful. So... What about when you was with your husband and and sex with your husband? When we
1: first got together, very, very... The very, 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 very beginning, it was kind of fun. I guess he was making an effort. Um, But it died... Because I got pregnant quite quickly. But I just wanted to... Do you know what? The relationship was not good. He was emotionally abusive. Mm. And he was very emotionally controlling as well as trying to separate me from people and he would and you know, he would disappear for like twenty four, forty eight hours and he thought it was a way to punish me. So I spent a lot of time on my own, which I quite liked after a while. You know, once I you know, I'd hated him.
0: But you were an only child.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, it Slightly died different. off. It just literally died off very quickly. I was always I was almost always the person I was the protagonist I was the one putting it on I was, just kind of, to say I was always the one putting it on him <laughs> I, I don't you know, was I the man it. in the relationship I don't know I'm always the man I don't know how to I am always the man I don't know how to put it any other polite way I was always the one putting it on him and he'd be like oh, I'm tired I was <sighs> just like oh for fuck's so sake you're quite even like how about I just suck your dick oh but I just want to go to sleep like bruv nah like we just didn't mm. It became like a thing very quickly, and for years it was just like, "Oh well, I suppose it's your birthday, so we better do something." Oh wow! I stopped, but I, you know, I tried putting it on him all the time. I tried going and going and going, and then I was just like, "I'm not actually going to approach you for sex ever." And do you know what? We went three years without having sex. He never, not once. Wow! The last, the how last three years, f- we did not have sex. But how
0: did years. that make you feel?
1: It made me feel disgusting. I thought I was revolting. I thought I it brought up all kinds of like childhood bullshit. to do. With I was like, what is so wrong with me that he won't touch me? Mm. But I also know it was a part of his control. Oh, a hundred percent, you know, I'm don't make no mistakes. I know exactly. And you know, it was like, sometimes I would be almost like outside of my body going, "Bitch, what are you doing? You know, this is bullshit. You know exactly what the fuck he's doing. Why are you doing it? <laughs> but you know you do stupid shit when you have a kid. Yeah. You stay where you're not meant to stay. So yeah, and you know, more for him because I'm awesome at sex. <laughs> I'm like, how miserable are you that you just, yeah, and now you're
0: missing out and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> Arrogant yeah. bitch, but I love you nevertheless. Exactly. But,
1: if how you can't do you love feel- yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen?
0: Amen. Thank you. We had to take the RuPaul reference there. Yes, I had to. So how do you feel about your sex life now? Now being a lady in your 30s? um, I feel like I'm in
1: much more control of my sex life.
0: Do you feel that's because you've been empowered by your work? Yes,
1: definitely. I think getting into that before my relationship finished, definitely pushed my com- my confidence way back up to where it should have been. And yeah. Definitely. I know what I like, what I don't like. I mean I still haven't tried everything. But um Gotta always try. Yeah, I would try you gotta try everything three times. All right. Um I know a lot of what I like, I know a lot of what I don't like. Um I like to do different things. I'm not always dominant in the bedroom. I quite like Somebody else taking control because I'm lazy. Because <laughs> I'm lazy and I just want to lie there and have someone do it to me.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, 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 you know, I'm a kinky bitch. I've always been a kinky bitch.
0: And now I'm just a kinkier bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so you feel like you've got, a, like, a fine wine and got better with age?
1: Yes, always. I like that. I like that.
0: Well, yeah. on that note... Thank you very much. Thank you for, for our having little me. Conversation. Well our conversation. It wasn't a little conversation because we did cover a lot of things. Yeah. Um, is
1: there anything you want to plug? Like your um, social medias? So I have a website, www.madamcruella.com. You can also find me on Twitter at MadamCruella. Cruella. Um, I have an Instagram but it's shit and boring and I don't really do anything on it. So I'm going to tell you about that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yeah, I'm pretty simple. I don't have lots of mad shit. You can find me. I've got clips and I want clips. Um, Pretty soon I will have some on Clips for Sale. So, yeah, just keep, just look for me. I'm out there.
0: Google you,
1: bitch. (laughs) Google me, bitch, yeah. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Thank you for having me.